This week's This Life with Dr. Bob Forrest is courtesy of Bergamot Sport, an all-natural athletic performance-enhancing and muscle recovery supplement with the usual multiple cardiovascular benefits associated with the polyphenols in the Bergamot products. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Forrest and Dr. Drew. Here we are. gentlemen boys and girls here we go again get grandma out of her room and bring her by the iphone because it's ready for this life with dr drew and bob forrest it's supposed to be like a prairie home companion bert, in case <laughs> i you like that big bert kreischer is our guest bert 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 with an e b-e-r-t not b-u-r-t bert bert bert.com is the no you put b in there uh bert cast is the podcast the book is bert kreischer life of the life of the party right yeah life party, yeah uh, at Bert Kreischer. Not totally brand friendly with this podcast. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, no, no. It's the whole point. K R E I S C H E R on Twitter, Bert, at Bert Kreischer. And uh, where shall we start, my friend? Well, We're start- starting with basketball. No, 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 no. Let's start with the fact that halfway into like getting ready for this, I stopped and I went. Oh shit! This is an intervention. <laughs> I swear to God. I said, "Wait, where are we going?" She goes, "We're going out in Pasadena." I went, "That's where that promises or whatever the name of the recovery Pasadena, Pasadena recovery, recovery center." I go, I looked her. I go, "Is this a fucking intervention?" And she's like, "No." I go, "I'm being dead serious." And then she started laughing. She's like, "I don't think it is." She was like, "Wait, your parents aren't here." I swear to God, we only need his employer, which is you, isn't it? Or it's like, and I'm like, I haven't been that bad lately. Like I'm thinking, like, oh my god, and so. I had panic struck, and then I found out we came into your house. How long have you lived in this house? Uh, 99. Whoa. What is That's that crazy. It's only 15 years, right? 16 years? No. You know what's funny? Oh, yeah, I guess that is. So yeah. everywhere we go, I have this whole joke. Everywhere I go, because I'm associated with him, people get like that. I was at a v- oh. the Village recording studio to go see this kid, Skrillex, that I liked, who was a DJ. Yeah. And I, a friend of mine was recording with him. He said, oh, you should come by. I was walking in, and he looked at me, and then he looked at his manager. <laughs> And I was like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm a fan. I used to have a joke about no one invites Dr. Drew to a surprise party. Because they walk in and they're like, surprise. And they're like, oh, shit, Drew. Fuck you guys. I can handle my shit. I, you're not the king of me. I'm the king of me. No one tells me. I don't even love you. I'm cheating on you. And Drew's like, happy birthday. <laughs> Bring the cake off. <laughs> uh, but it is, uh, that is a bummer being the bummer of the party. Yeah, but, but listen, I, and I, when I'm I at hate... Coachella, people are like, I shouldn't be doing this in front of you. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to watch a concert. I, I know, me too. I don't give a shit. I, I, I'm interested in people who can't stop and want yeah. help. And yeah. by the way, people that can't stop and don't want help, not interested. <laughs> people that use plenty and are fine with it. I'm not. I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, whatever the drug, I don't care. What do I care? But but brings up an interesting point, which we rarely talk about, Bob. Which is this sort of intermediate zone where people they may have some momentum with a substance, but uh, they haven't really developed the disease. They may have the potential for it, but they can kind of kind of control it, and maybe it's even slowly. You know what happens up. though? Mm. It happened to my friend in New York. My lawyer had a kid, and he just said, no, "Enough of that." Well, but the point is, enough yeah. of that. that yeah, can some happen. people say that, so, and then they go, "Bird double down." Once I, yeah, <laughs> I said, I remember saying it to Leanne. I was like, "It went when I have a kid, I think I'm done drinking." And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, it turns out I'm going to drink more." <laughs> like, oh shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when, as soon as she got pregnant, I drank absinthe that night and took a Xanax. And I was like, oh, this is going to be insane. Yeah, it was uh, – but but I go through stages where um, 
I think, you know, to be dead honest with you, I think I I think I definitely have whatever the brain set is for uh potential. For addiction. The potential. Just yeah. doesn't happen with alcohol. But I developed an eating disorder uh, very recently. I was in a weight loss challenge with Tom Segura. And the the challenge was between me, Tom, and Ari. Tom and I had to get out of obesity and into overweightness in our BMI scale. That yeah. was the goal. Yeah. Down to 227, both of us. Uh, we were at 260 at the time. And then the loser... Well, you've done it. You yeah, won. I, 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 well, uh, hold on. The loser, the person who lost the most weight, got to shave the other guy's beard. <laughs> Oh, and I bet you were going to say balls. No, <laughs> I can use that. At two sixty, I wasn't shaving my balls. It was a lot of guesswork. <laughs> so, so I lost the bet, and Tom shaved my beard off. But uh, adversely, in this whole process, I lost thirty five pounds, thirty five, thirty eight pounds in uh, in thirty days. Wow! Wow! And it's yeah, which is I think unhealthy. Yeah. Were yeah. you juicing? I was juicing. I was uh-huh. eating less than a thousand calories a day. Yeah. And I was running about nine miles a day. Whoa. Oh my and god! I became, you didn't faint? You got yeah. A couple times <laughs> Did I got you get a little, OCD about it. A little OCD. And I, kind of, you have OCD yeah, stuff and already. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat certain things, and I wouldn't. I haven't had bread. I haven't had a beer in like in like over probably two months now, three months. Uh-huh. I just it, I got really obsessive about it, and I'm having a hard time weaning myself into a natural, healthy lifestyle. Because, like, last night I was out in San Diego and I had a couple vodka sodas and I was like, I'm really hungry. And I was like, I hear this trigger, this voice in my head like, no, 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 don't eat, don't eat. Go to sleep starving, you'll wake up skinny tomorrow. (laughs) And then, and like, I I am not. Whose voice was it? it, I have two brains. I have two brains. I've got big brain and I've got little brain. Little brain is like a really sweet guy. He wakes up in the morning and he's like, he's like, hey, man, you know. That thing that's on your face, it's not cancer. Don't worry about it. Don't even look at it. Let's get in the shower. It's probably even gone. It's probably even gone. But don't wake him up. And then all, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'll walk past the mirror and Big Brain will be like, what the fuck? Everyone's awake? How come you guys didn't wake me up? Is there coffee on? Let's get coffee and check out that cancer on your face. Oh, it's cancer, man. Oh, this stinks. You're not going to see your daughters grow up. And I'm like, Shh. And Little Brain's just like, I'm going to take a back seat on this one. So, like, I, I, was, I was really... Like I was saying, you know, I I, un- I empathize with, I say women only because that's I think the most of the eating disorders. I know that's not true, but like a lot of women have them. But I empathize with what they must have gone through, or what they go through, because I'm I'm coming out of it right now. Yeah, I think I I haven't eaten anything unhealthy yet. That's the real problem. I'm just eating very clean. Like and I guess that's what you're supposed to do. But like. I had, like, they had pizza the other day, and I was like, I couldn't bring myself to eat a piece of pizza. Yeah. So I was like... Well, but theoretically, that's good. Yeah, theoretically, right? but that's not healthy. You, you, you should be able to get to the point where... You, know, you should be cool the, with it. You yeah. should oh, be able to be cool with it. They gave me the like, most beautiful salad, but it was fried chicken on top of it. And I just pushed it to the side well, and ate people, every piece that didn't have ranch yeah, on it. Yeah, and people that really follow their diet are engaged like that. So then where is the hell? I mean, that, there's, I'm telling you right now, I'm living the lifestyle. By the way, I'm drinking vodka sodas like they're going out of style. Tito's is sending over a box Monday. Like, no joke. They, I was drinking so many vodka sodas that they heard about it. The company heard about it oh, yeah. and was like, hey, we're big fans of your work. Thanks for all the promotion. We'll just load you up. Oh, my God. So, uh... uh well, it doesn't hurt that the guy's name is Bert, also that nice. owns company. But uh, but I cannot, I'm, I can't bring myself to eat unhealthy yet. Yeah, yeah. It, well, I, I don't want to encourage you to do so. I know, but but there's got to be like a fine line of like, yeah. like it's the same thing. Yeah, but this is this is that world of extremes when you have certain biological proclivities, right? Yeah, you like I, I have a problem with moderation and everything. You said your, one of your daughters is that way too, right? She's sort of wired like you. George is wired like me. Yeah. Georgia is like I, I. 
don't even want to say it. But so, I'm, what's your surroundings like? Is it all everything has its place? No, no, it's so not that chaos. kind of OCD. No, I'm in, I'm chaos. I'm legit chaos. Like, I I like living in chaos. I like chaos on stage. I like chaos in life. But when it comes to like, I'm very ritualistic. Like very ritualistic. Give, like, me, give me one of the rituals. Uh, okay, every time before I fly, I uh, shower. I, a lot of times with the lights off. Yeah. Uh, I get Why the lights off? Uh, just in case if I ever go blind, I'm ready for it. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> perfectly, so perfectly normal, perfectly rational. <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then I, when you're a kid what when i was a kid i i, I used to get anxiety yeah. and so i just turn off the lights in the shower and it would calm things down oh that's good and well, you know anxiety coping, that's called the coping yeah. strategy you know, yeah. anxiety and ocd are overlapping right uh, they go well together. i got anxiety <laughs> that's why i drink my wife just goes to bed like she's dead inside good night everybody <laughs> i'm like how do you turn it off <laughs> like that one, I can't, I'm laying you there. End up, you're laying there and you end up you're broken homeless somewhere. Oh, no, no, no. I just sit there and I'm like, what was that? And then I set booby traps all over the house, like a skateboard on a door handle. You're like, kidding. I am not kidding. Why don't you have a dog? Uh, I got one of those too, Drew. I got a 130 pound bull mastiff. You got a gun? We got one of those too. I got knives hidden in all of the house. Who's, I got tasers. I got everything. But who's, who's coming after you? Nobody. <laughs> have you Nobody. heard of these things called def- self-defense and pens? No. Oh, I'll get you one of those. No, but uh, Joe Rogan and Brian Callum were talking about pinch zones, where you get a pinch zone. That's where someone's got it. It's a it's a place they've got to go through. You kill them. So like you like if you have a pinch zone when the, when they break into your house, then you've got a spot where they have to walk through and you can kill them. <laughs> so but so, so finish with the flying ritual. So uh, shower with the lights shower off. Shower with lights off. off. Usually anxiety because most of the times I'm waking up hungover at like four in the morning to get in a shower that's the hungover is not helping uh, no yeah no, i yeah, know and so uh i'll go in i won't turn any lights on uh i get in a shower i rinse i wash my hair and my beard and then i i put soap on every inch of my body every inch and then i get down and i say a prayer uh, okay. I, 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 by the way, I, this is going to sound really crazy. This is secret time. Uh, I, I say to God, am I going to live today? And I visualize him his saying no. <laughs> and, and I, no he go, I go, am I going to die today? And he goes, no. And I go, am I going to live today? He goes, yes. I go, just get me there. And so then I, I do three takeoffs on each side of the airport of LAX. So I do three over the ocean, three to the north, three to the south. In your three, mind? In my mind, I visualize they it. They only go two directions. I know, I know, okay, I know. Okay. And then I, I, make a, I, I go three lines into the incoming airport, mm-hmm. and then I do three entries into each side. Okay. And so it's six total. I want to help you, though. You know what I do? I just flew yesterday. I look at the other people walking out, down the tunnel, yeah. and I think, is this their day to die? Don't, don't even get me started. <laughs> Don't even get me started with that. <laughs> because they look happy and healthy, so I figure, oh, no, it's not their day to die, and I'm with them, goes, so everything's okay. No, literally goes, I don't see their auras. Their auras <laughs> shut off. I can't see the auras. There's something's going to happen to them. <laughs> and, so then, and so then I will, I get up, and I rinse my body off, and I'm good. And then that, then I can start my day. So I have to be totally clean, and I wear the exact same so, thing so you have a, if I you have a 6.30 flight, you got to get up at 3.30 to do all the rituals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and, and you know what? One morning, one day, I, I was exhausted with it. I was really exhausted with it. And I was like, I was like, I got just gave up, and I was like, why? Why do I have to do this? I like why? I just want to not do this. And then I was like, don't not do it because if you don't do it, this will be the day you die. You've done it every day and you've lived. It's working. Let's just not mess with it. But I, I literally, the big guy said that. I yeah, and I've and I've had moments. I was in Amarillo one time, and uh, and this is when I was much younger, and I was like, I and I wasn't drinking. The airport wasn't open. I also drink before I fly. 
And I was like, and I was like, I'm dying. I'm definitely dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. And I was like, I could save my life right now. If I get up, I will save my life. I was like, I'm going to save my life. I'm going to live. I want to see my kids. I'm getting up. And then I got up and I went, Bert, if you get off this plane, you will never be able to get on another plane. And, and then I sat down, and then the pilot goes, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Todd Bray. And I went, I went to high school with him. Oh, <laughs> oh that's too weird. <laughs> so you couldn't have. You're crazy. You wasn't like, going to die that day. There's no way. No, I swear to God, I do that because I had a little anxiety, and then I got sober, and it was carried over. I saw a woman this come come back from New Orleans day before yesterday, and there was this really together like 30 early 40 something asian woman and she was dressed well and she was so I'm professional sure there were none of those and i thought i thought <laughs> it's flights. not her day definitely I'm not sure none of those she on the flight tight. to los angeles <laughs> from boston on 911 i'm sure there are none of those true true with my head now <laughs> Screw it, Bob. Let's be fair. I gave I, so I've been drinking every flight for my whole <laughs> oh my life. God. Every flight I've ever taken. And by the way, I've taken a lot of yeah, flights. You fly a lot. What I've about fl- Xanax? So wait, wait. And- okay, no, no, don't this, start. No, no, no. Don't. This is why, oh, no. We had I had a, I had a period where I was prescribed Xanax, and I went. Uh, well, anybody can. Yeah, but but I took it, and I went. Okay, here's the problem with Xanax. I am a. Uh, a I'm an immediate reward guy. I have a big problem with rewarding. I'm, I have a weird reward system, but. So if I take a Xanax and takes then we get a half hour, and, yeah, it takes half hour, which is fine when it kicks in. I am relaxed, but if we hit turbulence, there's nothing I can do to up that. And then so what? Take I, another Xanax. No, 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 because then I got to wait 40 minutes. So I'm, mm, I need it. Won't, it won't kick into the oh. turbulence. So right if there. I'm on a plane, if the I placebo drink, effect kicks in, though, you know that you took it. Uh, yeah, and then and then I just started drinking on Xanax. That that'll, was a nightmare. That'll get you arrested. She was the one that was like, "That'll You're get done you arrested." That. It's your right? wife's fault. Oh, what, what did he do on that? He was a bit of a wreck. Like what? Yeah. What's an example? Did they have to land the plane in Phoenix and get you off? No, no, I was just I was just unintelligible. You couldn't understand me. <laughs> I was like, my sister said she stopped picking picking up at the airport. She was like, I don't know who you are. You're not even talking. I was like, I was there. So I stopped Xanax altogether, and then I was like, I was like, okay. I'm just going to drink on plane. Maybe this is an event, uh, intervention. Did you, did you have something in mind here today? Do you want to direct us? But but then I I took a flight one day. I forget where I was flying to. But I was flying somewhere, and I, I always pack four little bottles of Jack Daniels in my bag. Just in case. Just in case. And just in case. There's no anything. And so, right. And so I always go to the bathroom, and I get a co- coffee mug, and I pour myself a Jack on the rocks, and I wait, and I have a little roadie, little traveler to go on the plane with. I shouldn't say American so, Airlines is going to hear this. You're, <laughs> you're friends with Rogan. Yeah, Joe good Rogan. Friends, yeah. Good friends. Though. And jo- Joe's a big... Uh, so hallucinogen and marijuana, right? Hallucinogen, yeah, yeah, both. All both, it, yeah. both. And so ayahuasca and all that stuff. Do you ever have you do any of that stuff? I mean, yeah, yeah I smoke. I'm smoking uh, probably more pot now than I've ever smoked. But doesn't it scare you the hallucinogen stuff? Oh, I don't fuck with that. Yeah. yeah. Oh no 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 no. no, no. Yeah. I've t- I've had some really good experiences on mushrooms, and I had I've had some very 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 bad ones, at, of like of like you know, you you know instantaneously this is going to be a very long day oh. of white panic going through oh, you no. and your brain going. Oh, why did you do this? Uh, why did you do this? Uh, oh, you were a perfect boy. You were a perfect boy. You were you were perfect, and you fucked it up. And then I was like, oh, God. I had The last time I took mushrooms, I don't even know if my wife knows this, but I was on the road with some guys. Uh, we, was, we were touring together, and we were like, let's take mushrooms. We got some fan gave us mushrooms. They're like, let's take mushrooms. And I was like, oh, let's take a cap. You know, little threshold levels. Take a cap, and immediately I go, oh, shit, I'm a dad. Like, I this brain is the reason those girls will... I was like, I'm fucking with something that's making money 
and it's working properly. And I was like, why would I do that? And then they, I come, the manager comes back and goes, you guys know there's a third show tonight. We're like, I'm like, I have three oh, fucking shows. No. I had to go last. And I got on stage and the candles were moving. Oh. And I was like, oh my God. And I went to Pete Corielli. I probably shouldn't say his name. But Pete Corielli was, took him with me. And Pete was like, dude. You outdrink them. You outrun them. Come on, we'll go over to the piano bar. We're just gonna murder whiskey until it goes away. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, All right, crazy. Yeah, that where, where can people see your special on Showtime? Uh, if you want, one of my stories went viral. The Machine story, which I mean, to bring this full circle, <laughs> was first told publicly with you I on Loveline. I know, and I was like, "What?" And he goes, "He, he never told the story. Never thought of it as an interesting story." I'm like. But- what you took over a train with with Russian mafia? With, it's and so, how would you describe the story in, in a in a sentence? Uh, I got involved with the Russian mafia when I was twenty two and robbed a train. Yeah, how yeah. how did you get involved with them? You met him at Starbucks, it Santa was, Monica, and La Brea. No, he was in <laughs> Russia. I was in Russia. He was, was in a, Russia. Was he, in a, took, <laughs> he took <laughs> Russian classes because they would pass him through without him having to do anything. It was oh, a study abroad program, and it was when the mob ran everything. So oh, they good. told us they're like. We paid off the mafia to keep you safe. I'm in the back like, this trip just got off. <laughs> so he goes to meet the mafia. And yeah. He's, he's like, partying, on, partying on, with them. I meant to, to say work. something to them, but, instead, and like, oh, but I got nervous when I met like a real mafia guy. And so I meant to say, you know, hi, my name's Bert. You know, I, I party or whatever. But all I said to him accidentally in Russian was, I'm the machine. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he started laughing hysterically. He was like, what? And I was like, I'm the machine. <laughs> and so he brings me in a room full of gangsters. He's like, tell them what you said. And I'm like, I'm the machine. <laughs> and they start losing. And they're like, he's the machine. <laughs> and so I drank with them all night. And that's all I knew how to say was, I'm the machine. And then, and they loved me. And then we ended up taking an overnight train trip to Moscow. And my gangster, the guy I met in the door, Igor, he couldn't go. But he's like, don't worry, I set you up with new gangsters. So he introduced me to the new gangsters, Igor and Igor. <laughs> and they're like, the machine sits in first class. They love me. They're like, I can't wait to play with the machine. <laughs> and we drink. We get hammered. We drink all the booze. We go to the bar cart to get more booze. And one of the gangsters is like, hey, machine, in Russian, by the way. In Russian, he's like, go behind the bar and grab bread. And I'm like, Kleb, bread. I'm learning. I'm learning for the first time. Not by flashcards. And textbooks by, by joining the mafia. <laughs> I go behind the bar. I'm like, I understand you. He's like, grab cheese. I'm like, I got it. He's like, grab vodka. I was like, I know what you're saying. And then he's like, grab the money. I'm like, what? He's like, grab the money. And I realized we're robbing the bar cart. And it was, and I was like, and I'm the one doing it, hooked on phonics style. And so <laughs> I walk, grab the money. And then one of our teachers comes back to our first class cabin. This is the realest moment of this whole trip. And she comes back with that like liberal arts confidence and is like, <laughs> This is over. Like, opens our door and just starts yelling at me. This is over. Get up. And Big Igor just looks at her, takes a sip of vodka, spits it in her eyes, and goes, no one talks to the machine like that. (laughs) (laughs) Closes the door. Shuts the door, and he's like, fuck that bitch. This is Russia. (laughs) (laughs) And you got to watch his special on Showtime. The whole story is told there. So, yeah. so Ah, so, so, I made my kids and family watch and my wife watch it. I was like, oh, the the machine's going to get – I know that story's going to get told. uh, The parallel is – so when I'm doing Loveline, probably – Five probably, years ago? Probably, no, no, More? no. Probably 10 years ago. Oh, Jesus. And, and one of the kids in my class called into Loveline and said, why don't you tell them about the time you robbed the train in Russia? And I went, oh, yeah, I could tell that story. And I tell it. And Drew loves it. So he called. Not just love it. I'm going, what? So what? Then, tell me more. He tells me to come back the next day and tell it again. He goes, yes. tell me the story again. Yes. So I tell it again. This is the only two times I've told it. Yes. So then I, I tell it on like a couple more radio stations and then like only a couple times. And then I, I tell Rogan it and, it, and it goes what I would consider viral. So then I do it my special. No fanfare. I mean, the special came out good. People watched it. Yeah. But I posted the video on like a Wednesday online on Facebook. Of you telling that story. Of me telling that story. Yeah. And just like 
on Loveline, some of my class members, oh. classmates, were the first ones to see it because they're friends with me on Facebook, uh. and they commented. And in the comments, they were like, yes, he robbed us. Total true story. And then they posted pictures of the trip oh. in the comment section, so it went Super crazy. Viral, yeah. Everyone's like, oh my God, this is a true story. What's your Facebook page? Uh, Bert Kreischer. It's just me. Yeah, Facebook Kreischer. Facebook Kreischer. Yeah. And what would have been very interesting if the teachers had run <laughs> I won't look at the comments. I don't want to look at the comments. I'm certain the teachers have run. <laughs> I'm certain of it. it, it What'd you what do if the, the money? What if, what if, you, if you get to split up the money with them or keep we, it? We robbed me too. My bag was with them. We robbed. The, we ended up robbing the whole train. <laughs> what, what about I, what if Igor <laughs> on your That's, Facebook? I've, I've definitely thought of that because I had a picture of him and I was like, oh, I'm going to post this on Twitter. Oh. And Leanne's like, I <laughs> the guy in the mafia <laughs> on <Russia>. Twitter, <laughs> and, but he's tagged in all the pictures. But I want well, to go back to Rogan for a second. Where did Rogan get the idea that either I or Bob are like interested in bumming people's high or super anti pot or something? It's so weird. He, he's gone off a few times on me, and it's just so bizarre. I've I, never heard that. I never... Stanhope is super. <laughs> yeah, Stanhope. <laughs> Stanhope is super anti recovery. Yes, that's his thing. And then so that's he's probably anti psychobabble. No, because he no he. Stan was an interesting guy. He's a fascinating yeah, guy. Yeah, well, I and, saw him go off about you one time on something. I well, just watched, became, like, became part I of a stand-up. Like, I watched yeah. like yeah. two minutes of it. Like I'm not into character assassinating other people and gossip. A lot yeah. of people are into no, it was, it was, podcasts look, and the whole underbelly of comedy makes you do that because you need content bit. all no, the time. No, no, but this was him. Your favorite buddy does it all day long. Who? Howard Stern. Does what? Just uh, gossip and that kind of stuff. I'm into storytelling comedy, real comedy, Lenny Bruce, what Louie's doing, that's real comedy. Yeah. Gossiping and talking and insulting people is not comedy. Did I you, don't know. Did you hear Ronnie Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. Right? Lord Buckley. Right? Yeah. So there was this thing on Facebook of what are the first comedy influences in your life and Hal Wilner, who does Saturday Night Live's music thing, said... And he put up the Lord Buckley record, and I said I learned, learned that one. I heard that when I was eleven years old, and it still resonates with me to this day. Yeah. Gossip, hearsay, uh, time and place comedy does not resonate. That's, all, it, that's just my thing. The entire big, social media is all about that. Yeah. Now. I feel like but, some people are just. But yeah, so, so Sandow was anti-recovery, and he like has a whole thing about. It I guess he grew he, up in his a, mom used to make him come to program stuff, and he kind of. They kind of he and his girlfriend sort of live. He, he's very honest about how they live and how sick. There's a lot of sickness and stuff, mental illness stuff going on there, and he just that's just them, and that's fine, that's cool. Uh, I told him I have no. I, I, he came to he came from Arizona to be on my podcast to attack me. I'm like, dude, I got nothing, you know. And and then so Rogan, who's the other one? Stand up, somebody else. Doug, like, the other. Oh, Doug ben, guy. Benson. Ben. Benson. That's I, I've known Doug forever, so yeah. I, he I smokes pot in front of you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. smokes a lot of pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, I went and did a 420 show with him. Yeah. And it was the eve of Is 420. that his show? It's called 420? Yeah. And he does it on March 20th, and he does one on April March, 20th. Or April 20th. No, March. <laughs> they don't know the difference. It goes until April 20th. Every 20th. He, he does it on, he did it on uh, April 20th, April 19th, and at midnight, they all start smoking. We're in San Francisco. Well, and, Snoop has done that before, too. Yeah, and I have never, you know, I get... Everyone buys me shots. Everyone buys me shots, and I can tell them now, hey, man, I'm a grown-up with high blood pressure. I don't want any more shots. But, man, everyone wants a picture of Doug smoking out of their pipe. Yeah. Because that, then that pipe's That's famous. status, yeah. And so he might have taken, I'm not even joking, 80 bull hits. 
And I was like, I was like, how are you standing? He's like, after a while, you just don't feel it anymore. Oh wow! And I was oh, like, wow. oh my god, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a lot, well, that's people, a, that's a lot of people pleasing, don't you think? Uh, <laughs> that's his business. Now. <laughs> but that's what happens. Oh eventually, is you don't it's, you don't sort of don't feel it, and you get start to get a little depressed. Wait, are you, are you talking about? Meet and greets or smoking pot? <laughs> smoking pot. Oh, meet and greets, too. There's a point where you look at a line and you're like, I'm so grateful that there's a line of 150 people that want to get a picture with me. But yeah, when you've been doing it for, you know. What made you want to get into it? Comedy? Yeah. Um, I, everyone, you know, everyone told me I was the funniest guy they'd ever met that I was. I should be a comedian. Where'd you grow up? Florida. Oh. And, uh, and then Rolling Stone magazine wrote an article about me calling me the number one party animal in the country. And in it, I said I want to be a comedian, and so someone uh, put together a comedy show, and I did it, and it was the first thing I'd ever done. I played baseball with pro baseball players, like, growing up, and watching them play was so effortless. Like, I remember being like, how can they hit it out of the park in shorts and basketball shoes when I'm in full gear, like, pine tarred up, and I can't get it out of the park? And it was the first thing I ever did that was effortless and fun and really me, and I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I, I swear to God, I feel like I, t- I, I took off very quickly in the business. Like, I, was, I got my first development deal six months into doing it. But, like, and I've been very lucky, but it's my favorite thing in the world. Like, I, I, lo- I love. What's the name of the Showtime special? The Machine. The Machine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, oh, I, now yeah, I know why I knew that you were telling a story. Thank for that. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm. I'm <laughs> That's well, why you walk. That. That's why you walk blindly into an intervention. Yeah, and, and, I, and I told him, and I told him, I said, "God damn it! Why didn't you tell us you were filming that thing?" Because I would have freaked out if you were sitting in the audience. What <laughs> <laughs> Drew in the front row? Plumbing your, your high. <laughs> oh God! I didn't drink for it. Everyone said that's the other thing. Everyone always thinks I'm hammered on stage. No, and I don't drink on stage. I bring a cocktail with me, and I'll have a cocktail. Like I'll sip a cocktail, but I'm not going to kill it. Yeah. And people always imagine that I'm drunk. I don't start drinking normally until like one in the but morning. But when you first started out on a tough Thursday night second show, didn't you get hammered a little bit? So you want to you hear something crazy? <laughs> the first show I ever did uh, in Tallahassee, I, I'm terrified. I'm nervous. Is this the one you're talking about where you got hooked? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was at Pop Bellies. And I went over. I'm going to mess the guy's name up. Oh, man. I wish I remembered his Comedian? name. Comedian? Was it a three-night three weekend a one, stand? One, a radio show put it on. Oh, and so I go back. I go to the back bar and I grab a beer. And a comedian whose name escapes me right now, but everyone I've said his name ad, ad nauseum. He's a comic at the store randomly. I haven't seen the guy in seventeen years, and he reached out to me. He's like, "I work the store. I see you all the time." The comedy um, store, yeah, comedy store. He he grabbed me and he goes, "I wouldn't do that if I were you." Do but what? Was, grab Drink a beer. Drink a beer and, and go on stage. Uh-oh. I said, "Why?" And he goes, "It could become a really bad habit." Uh. And I said, "Really?" And he goes, "Yeah." Because if you like it and you're good at it and you have the beer, then you you'll get always ritual. hear the yeah, beer. Especially with your rituals and stuff. And oh, he, goes, yeah. he goes, do it sober. And I was like, all right. And so I put the beer to the side yeah. and I did stand up sober. And I remember doing like the first time I did a special, someone said, oh, this guy has a hard time performing if he doesn't have a couple cocktails in him. And I was like, I'm so glad I don't have that. Like, I'm so glad that I love stand up sober. Like, my best shows are stone sober. Even like on a late show Thursday. Where do you practice, Where do you practice bits at? Around town here? At the comedy store. I, I, the road, really. The road for me is where I write. Because um, you do six shows in a weekend. So you really get to the repetitiveness of a joke. Like, I had this. I had this joke about my my wife's not good at hand jobs, and uh, and I've been I found the perfect tag to it last night. It, at one point, she goes, "We were in Phoenix. This is a true story." She goes, "Am I doing something wrong?" I go, "Something. Go, I'm doing everything wrong." I go, "Let's start with the eye contact. Lose it all together." <laughs> 
You're staring at me like I work at the DMV and we skipped over your number. And then, and then I go, can we not be so concerned about cleanup? Because she like took nine tissues and tiled them on my stomach. Tiled them. I go, have some respect. There's people in here. That was the line I wrote last night, and I loved it. Have some respect. There's people in here. But like, but on the road, you you have the opportunity to be so repetitive with a bit and kind of get a little bored of it, and then change it and and then take it into a new direction and and figure and, out the timing and figure and out the timing and and it's Are really you obsessed great. with other people's like mechanisms of how they do things? Cuz I'm a, I I wanted to be a comedian like you. You okay. did? Yeah, I went to when? New York to be a comedian what? in 1980. What the fuck? Because of Lenny Bruce. I went to New York. I drove across. I was going to go. Wait, I went, wait, wait. I thought you always wanted to be a musician. Becky and all those guys know this. I uh, went. Really? Your partner no, does not know this. I really? went to New York because I loved Lenny Bruce. I was yeah. obsessed with it since I was let me, like let me just 12 simply, years I, old. Let me flesh this out a little bit. Literally, we, the, the reason this podcast happens, we were hanging out with him at Greenwich Village, and my wife thought, yeah, oh, these yeah, guys would be good comedy together. cellar. And he goes, let's go to oh, the really? comedy yeah. cellar. I go, how do you know where the comedy <laughs> cellar is? He goes, right over here, let's go. He goes, Artie's there tonight. Artie's there tonight. How do you know? <laughs> he thinks I'm some musician that sits around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I was with Chili Peppers this week, and we were all sitting there talking about when we were kids what we thought musicians did, and we all thought they all get together and jam. They never oh, get together never. and jam. Really? Never. Just make a, make a like, record. Yeah, if there's some it's work. But the idea that you would sit around with another musician in a band, like, "Hey, let's play a song." Yeah, it never happens. Comics <laughs> love that. We love talking about our bits. We yeah, love that, working it out. But I like people's work ethic. Like, so, so, so. Anyways, I went to New York. I thought everybody ad libbed. I didn't. I, from yeah, here, from LA, I drove cross country in a little Audi and drove. Did you there have to, a, a? Did you have ten minutes? Did you have a, any? I had a bunch of bits, but I didn't give know us one. that people. It was one of. <laughs> no, oh, oh, come on, Bob! Come on. <laughs> well, it's just well, it's not really that funny. But uh-huh. my mother, grandmother, mother, right? Well, you know this story, right? My dad died. So well, let's not. He's get got it. a sister. But we mom. don't have to brief him. His, mom, his sister raised him. No, his grandmother raised Anyways, him, and his and his mom as his sister. Yeah, I was raised by my grandparents. I thought they were my parents. My sister, I thought my mother. You that, know that happened to my my dad's family. So oh, there you go. It used they to happen. Know, they didn't know until like. Like you were like forty. Oh, like, oh my god! Yeah, no. I found out when I was like thirteen. <laughs> I found out when I was thirteen. Like your wife didn't know at all. But then my dad, my dad died, and I swear to God, I remember he, I, she, she just made me be him, like I was her husband. Who you did know that? I mean? My grandma, mom. Like, well, that's I called, was, that has a name. Yeah, what is it called? Covert sexual abuse. Well, we weren't having sex. I understand. I've heard you talk about this before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've talked about this yes. before. But she yes. would confide. And, and? Nothing. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Are you a covert yeah. sexual we, operator? Like an idiot. I go, we've talked about this. And Leanne's over there like, eh, wonder where. wonder what that was about. <laughs> Therapy sessions on the radio. <laughs> after, we finished, after we finished the machine. So, uh, so, so anyways... She just made, and I had a whole bit about your being covert your mother's yeah. husband and all that kind of stuff. What was but the I always thought, What was the joke? It just was like more like Richard Pryor, like reenacting acting and storytelling. So, Finally, but I when we, thought when I became her husband, I was allowed to hit her. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but I thought you walked up and you kind of went with what you were feeling, what you were thinking right then. Well, just I didn't so you know, know that wait, people wait, rehearsed so Bob, much. Bob. Yeah. You saw me in Corolla, right? Yeah. That's what we do. 
<laughs> we just get up and start talking. We have no idea what we're talking about. It's that's the best when you go on stage. Last night's first show, last night's second show, <clears throat> I got into. I found out that Ringling Barnum and Bailey's closed. It's just, sad, right? And I went on, Thank you. It's so sad. Thank you because there was a 146 it, years piece of history, yeah. and, and and it's inspired it inspired children. I know. Remember when I watched it, I was like, oh, I'd love to be in the middle of that ring. I just went to it yeah. like three weeks ago at the Staples Center. Wow. Yeah, and 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 I put that on Twitter, and then I started getting attacked from you know liberals. And I just went on this rant. Oh, on these stage. liberals! Oh, don't get me started about these oh. fucking liberals. And so I was like, and I'm how I'm are very, they liberal if they're fascists? Oh, can I tell you? <laughs> Don't even get me started. It is. You know what it is? It's white people who hate poor people. What they don't want is poor people to have the same opportunities. They just don't. They, they think they're above them. Like I, No, I, they're going to tell poor people how they have to be. Exactly. Yeah. Because exactly. it's hubris. I know. Hey, it's me, man. I'm here. I'm going to tell you how to live. Yeah. They said, said what they're telling everybody how to live. There. I said that I, it got into the concept of zoos and SeaWorld, obviously, yeah. and Bush Gardens. And I said, and I, said I don't know. If you're asking me, I think the opportunity for an underprivileged child to get the opportunity to be inspired to possibly see something other than Southwest Atlanta or whatever you know, whatever their reality is of bricks and mortar and shoes on the telephone wire and and the trap. Shit. It's like yeah, and let them go to a zoo and and like I, I talked to Miss Pat, a comedian, and she's like, I remember when I saw the gorilla and I was like, it was a life changing moment. And I said, that's what that's about. I get it, uh, but. But you're telling me you don't want these poor kids to have anything other than what they have? Like, I'm, I'm wealthy. I'm wealthy. I take my, I'll fly my family to Hawaii, first class, take them out, private charter, go to Malakini Crater, and we'll scuba dive or we'll, we'll snorkel with all the wildlife. They will get that opportunity. That's not what this is about. This is about the children who don't have that opportunity that also deserve to be inspired. And now I, I get it. I think it's horribly cruel what is happening to animals like 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 the you know shamus and stuff. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. But th- that's already th- those are the sins of our grandfathers. They're already wait, there. Wait, I, I, I want right. to interject no. right Uh-oh. here. No, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna blow the roof off, the motherfucker, if you let me. I love this. Right? Can we do after Barack break? Obama, the hero of these liberals, yeah. has been killing children for his entire presidency. Okay, hold on. Bombing hold on. seven countries. Oh. If a Republican did that, these people would be fucking crucifying him. All right. Right? Yes, 100%. All right, we'll take a little break. Be right oh, back. Drew doesn't want it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Time for a break. All right, now Bergamot, you know I've talked about them for quite some time. They, they create a natural HMG-CoA reductase inhibitor. They can lower cholesterol. They can benefit people with metabolic syndrome. They can reverse fatty liver in people that have uh, metabolically related fatty liver syndrome. But now they've got something that actually might help athletic performance as well. It's called Bergamot Sport. It's a new product. Of course, they have Bergamot Mega Plus. They, that's something that impressed me. That's what I've been talking about. But this new product uh, is the same as Mega Plus, but it works for those with a more active lifestyle. They add things like magnesium, zinc, chromium, these things that are thought to enhance some of the circulating hormonal sort of uh, biology associated with performance. Maca root exet, I bet you guys I use maca very frequently, choline. The product's called Bergamet Sport. It enhances athletic performance and recovery. Now, for a limited time, when you buy two bottles of Bergamet Mega Plus, you'll get one free. First Lady of Love, Susan, is on the Bergamet Femme. Uh, she's had some really interesting result with that. And good for her. Learn more at bergametna.com. That is bergametna.com. Of course, we're talking about these polyphenols. I've seen them talking about in the press a little more now, and this is one of the best and most concentrated forms and sources of polyphenols. Also, be sure to click the Bergamet banner on our website. <laughs> 
National Assessment Foundation. It is the first not-for-profit concierge service developed for those suffering with drug and alcohol addiction. They provide you with professionals that you need. They have recovering people and well-trained people doing the assessments, and they refer to high-quality programs, and they follow up to make people sure they get into a program. And even those without coverage, without any resources, they will help them get treatment as well. And it is free of charge. They're a group of dedicated professionals whose goal is to help. They have a good knowledge base. They are connected to thousands of recovery specialists across the country. And most importantly, they are the one for you. The team is built of recovering addicts. As I said, they've been where you've been. They've been there and back many times. And they believe that your treatment should be as unique and as individualized as you. They custom build the plan and the referral. They believe that money should not stand in the way of quality treatment you deserve. And they will advocate on your behalf to ensure you get the best treatment available and be sure your disease doesn't prevent you from getting onto that treatment. And you should not worry about planning the treatment where you stay. You've got enough on your plate dealing with the disease of addiction. They will take care of everything. They will even help with travel arrangements on your behalf. That is the National Assessment Foundation at 888-494-9186. Again, 888-494-9186. All right, we're we're back. We're back and we're not going to talk politics. Yeah. 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 But you know what I'm saying. At least we haven't gone off on Suboxone, this this podcast. Oh, yeah. But so, so anyways, I love comedy. I went there... I just went up a couple of times and just talked off the top of my head, bombed like crazy, didn't have a backup plan, whatever, just panicked, shuffled off, never went to it again. But I've always been fascinated by comedy. And what, did you com- drive home? No, I, 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 I wor- uh, that's when I went to Cornell. When I faked my way into Cornell after that. Oh, my God. God. Drew loves this. This is before computers. It was really fucking easy to get by for a couple months. Computers have made things so complicated. (laughs) Hard. Difficult for the junkies. So, so, but I always loved comedy, but then I got into music and whatever. And so a lot of my friends were comedians. Like, you know, I was just in awe of Sam Kinison. I would see him all the time. And I... You know, last time I saw him, he was basically unconscious at Duke's on the table really? in, the after, in the morning, 11 to 12 o'clock. Do you know Artie through comedy? Yeah, through that. Through comedy? Yeah, through that whole wow. world. Artie, Artie Lang? Yeah. yeah. He's a really uh, he's a really cool guy. Yeah. But I that's how I, I know Chris. At all. That, I that's how well. I know Chris. That's how, and, and it's Becky. Is Dave mainly, Becky. Yeah. You know so, Dave Becky is, right? Yeah. So yeah. I want to tell you something about Louie that I just think he's the hardest working guy. You know, I can't wait for what he does next, right? So he's doing the rehearsal the night before at the comedy store. We walk in literally 90 seconds after he walks off stage. People loving it, whatever, right? Killing it. 90 seconds after he walked off stage, he has a notebook, and he looks up at Becky, walks in, and goes, do you think that CVS joke works? And I'm like, dude, can you just fucking relish in the moment? Oh, no, us? no. Well, that's, that's, when you, that's when you have to do it, because it's fresh in your head. Like, do you I, do it, too? Oh, right I, after you second, walk off? If I have my joke book, the second I got off stage uh, last night, there's like a line for the meet and greet, and I'm in there jotting down <laughs> everything I said going I don't want to forget it like and when we were at the comedy cellar that this whole podcast started over Aziz was doing that he wasn't socializing with nobody he'd sit there with a little tiny no. notepad it's those I, guys it's those guys that get off stage and go talk to girls that never succeed <laughs> I'm being serious. That is out of the super, mouth of a comedian. Super happy, but never succeed. <laughs> that, yeah, very. Uh, yo, and you see them all the time. You're like, yeah, they're having a good time. They must yeah. enjoy the road. Maybe but. that's why I got into music because you can go talk to girls right away. Well, did after you, your did you remember the in, the in the Louis TV series that that last episode on the road where we had the guy that was making fun of it's a hack comic. He's like, you see the very last episode uh, no. where they uh, they get way drunk and start vomiting each other, and one kid one guy falls and he hits his head and dies. 
It, it, it actually was, it was Yeah, it was. That's <laughs> fucking funny. Yeah. Louis the best. <laughs> Only Louis would put that in a fucking yeah. show. So you've got to see that episode. It's, I worked, it's actually hysterical. I worked with Louis the second week Georgia was born. The, the week after Georgia was born, and it was when he was changing his style from absurdist, and he still had some of that in his act, but to this like talking about his life and being very honest. And I remember it, it was not going over well, and I'm sure he'll remember that exactly too. I just ran into him, and he remembered that weekend we started. He talked about it on stage, but man, it was what it was like when it, nobody laughs, but they're thinking. But they were like, he's like, uh, my my daughter's an asshole, <laughs> and that was like one of his things. And people were like, what the fuck? <laughs> It's like anyone but, anyone but who cockblocks you is an asshole. But now he's kind of normalized that. When I yeah. hear that you say that now, I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my kid's he, an asshole too. He was doing it, and it was not getting any laughs. But he was. <laughs> but I, I'm in the back going, "This is genius," because I had just had a kid, and I was like, "My daughter's being a little bit of an asshole too." And I was like, "She's staying up all night. We can't get her to sleep." And it was it was really like, is like I mean, it's just the way he's like. I, I'm about. I'm okay with. Gay rights, as long as they don't fuck on my front lawn. Like, <laughs> I'd have to put a hose on him. Hey, stop fucking on my like. It was just he was so, it was he was so funny. And then we flew home together, and I was like, I was like, we should sit together. And he was like, no. <laughs> and then I sat next to a playmate, and Louie was like, sit, coming up, going. So what are you guys talking about? <laughs> he's yeah, good. it's a fun thing. He's, a, he's a hard worker too. He's yeah, a great that's guy. right. But that that focus, I just didn't have it. I, oh. you know what I mean? It's not your thing. Well, it you were drinking like that too, right? Drinking okay. little meth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to drive from LA to New York City. How are you going to get Let's put it this there? way, you were although you may not have been strung out, you were a committed addict, right? I you really, were... I'd done heroin a few times. Yeah, okay. I got here in 30 minutes. Is that bad? <laughs> I made great time. I did sleep in front of Loretta Lynn's house, and her husband came out and asked if if I was okay. Wow! Because it was freezing cold winter. Are, are you writing a television or anything? Are you like thinking of stuff like Louise to kind of do it? Done? Yeah, I'm doing yeah. a series with my buddy. My buddy, this guy I grew up with, like literally grew up with. Uh, we both moved to New York together, and he started doing production, and I started doing stand up. And we every night we partied every single night, mm. every single night. Where at? Uh, Where? In New York. On, on, Where? What bars? Uh, Mostly like off the wagon, right by uh, right by the comedy cellar, the Bagot Inn underneath. Uh, Those are expensive bars. No, back then, no, they were in oh, the village. They were in the village, but uh, the room over in Soho was like our big go-to. What about Lower East Side? That silver built bar down we, below. We never left anywhere that we could go walking distance from our houses, and we I lived. We both lived on McDougal. Oh How my did god! You afford that? That's uh, nice. I was sixteen hundred a month, and I had a roommate. You're kidding! It's sixteen thousand a month now. I know it was sixteen hundred a month. His was thirteen hundred a month. You're kidding me? He had two me. bedrooms. I had like two, a room, wow. and me and Ty Rodriguez. That's what's him. wrong with America. That that's how long ago was that? Twenty years? Seventeen? Nineteen? Seventeen? Seven, yeah. Huh? Yeah, seventeen or nineteen years ago. That in twenty years, those apartments yeah. have hundred times. Oh yeah, hundred well, times because of the globalization. Because yeah. that's international money coming in and buying everything up and driving the prices so Americans can't afford it. But where do you live here in LA? Uh, the Valley. Oh, I'm talking. Yeah, we just <laughs> we just we just redid our house. We just redid our house, and we're very happy. Like Good. we're very very well, happy. But what part though? Uh, Valley Village. Oh, it's nice. neighborhood so, school. Yeah, it's great. Do you go to neighborhood school? Kids. Uh, Colfax Charter. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. I think Colfax. The government paying for it. Yeah. How fucking great is that? It's uh. 
It's fantastic. And so what's the series about? So so anyway, uh, he starts doing production. Oddly enough, works on Louie. He's one of the guys who produced Louie. Uh, inside Amy Schumer. Does, oh, my God. He be, but I don't know any of this. And oh. you grew up so, with him? I'm such a primary narcissist <laughs> that all I care about is what to tell him what I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, and then one night we're at dinner, and he's like, he's like, I'm super successful. Like, you need to listen to me. I want to make a TV show about you. And I was like, whatever. And then I tell it at a meeting. I go, yeah, I'm friends with Tony Hernandez. And they're like, how do you know Tony Hernandez? And I go, are you kidding? I go, I, I've grown up with him. And so we're doing a TV show. I want to be a character okay. on the show. Uh, you'll, you know. you'll be on the show, trust me. I want to be we're going to reenact this. I was going to say, I want to, be a, I want to be a... Me thinking I'm having an intervention? I, I, I want to be a thorn in your side on that show. I want to be, I want to be your J.B. Smoove, except opposite. <laughs> so, That's fun. Um, your wife says... Should I put words in your mouth, Leanne? I don't know. Uh, OCD. OCD is not a bad thing. Uh, uh, heavy narcissism. Mm. Primary narcissism. Well, now, what do you mean by that? He's, I, I he's had a little bit a of therapy. Ago. He well, knows how to twist I, these words. I want to hear what he means by that. He's yeah. using all the fancy terminologies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> my I can tell you what he means by that. What he means by that, that? <laughs> he means by that is he's very self-focused. Self-absorbed. He's, self-focused. Y- yes, but not... Like a real, real negative narcissist. Right. So a real narcissist doesn't have empathy. Correct. I, I've I never experienced super empathetic. Right. I've never experienced it that way. So no. I, I would argue probably what you're seeing is sort of some developmental something. Yes. Uh, developmental. And, and, that and, means you're a little retarded. <laughs> <laughs> dare you use the R word? How dare you? But there's there's that. That may be an accurate I, diagnosis. I, I don't mean cognitive <laughs> development. But that's called for retarded. No, not mean, cognitive, emotional. I don't mean cognitive development. I mean... <laughs> okay, so developmental something. And and one thing I, I'm very clear about is that people who are uncomfortable or in pain can't not focus on themselves. Oh, I mean, poor baby. No, 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 listen. Oh, my God, what's happening here? Like hit hit your finger with a hammer sometime and try not to think yeah. about yourself. Yeah, and that's so me, his his OCD and his anxiety and all this stuff has him so pre so tied up that he can't not think about himself because he's in, uncomfortable. It gets bad. What does? Just me focusing on myself. It's pretty. It's pretty uh, all encompassing. How bad do the rituals get? You know, the rituals really are about flying. Only for flying. the most part, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll broaden them out. <laughs> the one one thing I have noticed, if he has something he perceives as very, very important going on in his career, yeah. he starts spinning out. I call it spinning out. It's anxiety. Ca- anxiety. Catastrophizing yeah. is what we call it in the AA. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he also, yeah. How about yes. that? Catastrophizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a catastrophe thinker, for sure. Yeah. Everything is cancer. How about with the kids? Cancer is a good one to go to. Oh, what do you mean, how about with the kids? he catastrophize about them, too? Like, oh, no, not anything? really. He kind of leaves. I think he watches me for them. Okay, that's yeah. good. Smart. Like I'll tell you where I'll tell you where my anxiety is right now. I have this like pimple on the tip of my nose. It's cancer. But it's been showing up. It's no, no, I think it's the red buttons alcoholic nose that I'm getting. Oh, R- rosacea. Yeah, yeah. Wait, alcoholics get rosacea? Yeah. That's rosacea. That's what you have? It's I not it's not alcoholism. it's not rhinophyma, it's rosacea. Uh, I got I got rhinophyma is different. You get rosacea from drinking? Yeah. I definitely got that on my cheek from drinking. Have yes. you ever done this? Like I uh, Drew's been walking me through this about four months ago. I got diagnosed I got pretty bad cirrhosis of the liver, right? Cirrhosis of the liver, I go and Google Wait, how do you get that? From drinking too much. Yeah, no, no, you got it from 
He got it from, from shooting drugs. It, it, yeah, okay. but, oh, yeah, you're safe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be fired. You're not canary in the mind. <laughs> but, but so then I Google it, and then they keep talking about liver cancer, liver cancer from cirrhosis, right? Yeah. So then I just start, I just shorthanded for everybody that told me I had liver cancer. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, I wonder where that came you from. You know By that way, kind of thinking, don't you? Uh, can I t- Oh, my God. You have no idea. <laughs> One of my, my one of my best friends killed himself, and I had a really hard time dealing with it. And then all of a sudden, I went, "You know what? I wonder if I wouldn't be afraid of death if I just decided I'd kill myself one day." And I was like, "That, you know what? Then I go, what the fuck? I already know I'm going to die. I'm going to kill myself. What do I care if I get cancer? Why just set a like, date? That's really fucking relaxing. Why don't you just set a date like in 2050? Yeah, I'll set a date 50 years from now. Yeah. I'm going to kill myself, yeah. and then I'll go. Perfect. Yeah, cancer. Fuck it. I'm already, yeah. I'm already yeah. dead. It's. In, I, I was like, whoa, that is not healthy thinking. <laughs> Works though. Oh, I yeah, I I I went to the cardiologist. I got blood work, and I, and you know what will get rid of your cancer phobia? What? Having a close friend and going with them. My friend Jimmy had it. I went to the oncologist and all that kind of stuff. It's so... It just keeps coming, and the chemo just keeps coming day after day, and the tests and all that. You you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, oh, I get sad, sick, and everybody feels sorry for me, and then I die. You gotta it's work like with just it. this bureaucratic fucking nightmare. It's like the DMV. <laughs> yes, it's, like it's, the like, DMV. it's like the DMV, but a really sad story. Right, Drew? Wait, I, so what else did my wife tell I me? I have cancer. Say about me. You have not, cancer still? Well, it got, I got surgerized, yeah. you know, but I made a cook. I don't know how you did that. I, I, I dude, you said something one time, and I, like, I sat down real quick. I probably <laughs> have hemorrhoids, but I sat down, and I, my, my butthole hurt, and I went, oh, my God. The road to Mecca. <laughs> That's the road to Mecca talking. I, I do that. I'll internalize things people say that I go, what the? I like a good statement. What did I say? You, uh, they, good thing they caught it because it was on the road to Mecca. Oh, you yeah. Right, and I went, yeah. So let me ask you something. <laughs> do a lot that. of Americans have this? Because I have it. What? This, this ca- catastrophizing oh, yeah, of, of cancer oh, well, and getting heart kind of, disease. Well, is there a clinical term for it? Anxiety. Bob, Bob can I tell you the biggest thing my podcast has done for me I, this is it sounds so silly, but like I'll get single young men coming to my show by themselves, and when I do my meet and greet, they're going, "Thank you so much for doing your podcast." I think I, I thought I was crazy until I listened to you because I'm really open about all of this. Like I do a thing called Secret Time now on stage where I tell secrets that I that I think, think that, that I think, think other people probably have. Give like, us one, okay? Secret Time, yeah. Uh, I had a one-night stand, and I thought I got genital warts, so I soaked my balls in dick and vinegar every night and drank a 40 of, uh, and smoked pot and watched Quantum Leap. Secret time. <laughs> <laughs> and, by the way, by the way. For how long? Guys, oh, for like a week. Or is, that, or is it coming oh, up before? It coming got tonight, so too. Bad. It got so bad. <laughs> it got so bad that I, I mean, and Leanne will attest, I went to doctors, and they'd say, you're, you're fine, you have nothing, and I'd go, uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> And I'd go to another doctor, and I'd, I'd say I have genital warts, and he's like, "You don't have anything." Uh, the first doctor said, "Have you been a? Uh, have you been vinegar putting stuff on your, <laughs> on your testicles and your balls?" And I said, "Uh, <laughs> on the days, and then I soaked them in vinegar at night." And she was like, "Okay, stop that so- right now. Soak them in vinegar. Soak them in white vinegar all night. Just wow. pop it down in there. Just sit there with them. Oh my god!" And she was like, "Oh my god! This is why the internet wasn't as easy to use." <laughs> As to navigate, so you get a little tidbit while it was loading. Your Does he go to the doctor for all kinds of stuff, Leanne? Well, let me put it this way: <clears throat> he didn't have a doctor when we were first dating. Yeah, and I have a great doctor. I love my doctor, 
And I called her and said, I have this new boyfriend, but I have to warn you. <laughs> he has some serious OCD. He's going to call you all the time about health Do issues. You? Oh, so yeah. will you take him as a patient? Oh, yeah. And she said, sure. Well, oh. lucky for her, he's got her sisters, too. She's got her sisters, sister too, and they all have bad. this OCD about God. their health. My oh cardiologist, my I just went to the cardiologist, and he does the sonograms on your Ooh, kidneys, stop, on your, on your stop. organs. Stop, You're just going to make yourself crazy. And as he's doing it, I've wanted to say to him, do you not know what this is? Like, I'm looking at him. I remember I got a, ton, a, a scope, throat scope, and the lady was doing it, and I was staring at her face as she looked for cancer. And I went, this is fucking – I'm looking for <laughs> approval in her eyes to not find cancer. And she was going – Deadness. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And so as he did my body, but do I was they like, tell you it's bad if yeah, it's bad? No. Yeah, yeah. Do they? Last time they found a lump on my kidney, and he was like, "Ooh, I don't like that." Cyst. And I was like, "I don't like that." And I go, "I don't like that either." <laughs> I go, "Is it cancer?" And he goes, "I don't know what it is." Oh and I'm like, my god! I'm like, "Can we rule cancer out?" And he goes, "I don't know." He's like, "You got to go in and get a MRI." Get a MRI. MRI. So I went and got an MRI. It was a cyst. And it was no, it was nothing. He's like, everyone, so like. Five percent of the population has assist. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And they're like, you're fine. Yeah. But he did my organs, and I was like, Ugh. did cysts sound too scary for you to accept? Do not cysts. <laughs> not nothing is I, what he wanted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> but, by the way, I thought we were all we we're going to talk about today was uh, me trying to get pubis injections of Crybella. That's what? my new thought. What is this? <laughs> you know Crybella? N- yes. It's this injection that molts. Yes, your neck fat. Fat. Why aren't people doing their pubis? Like their 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 fupas, yeah, and getting <laughs> yards of cock. That's what I'm thinking. What? That's, I know. That's what. That's where my head's at. What? I know. You can copyright that. I know. Pubis crybella injections is going to be something. It I could, promise. It I promise. You. Wait, so you can get deeper into the vagina. Is that your plan? No, or? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's like I would look like I'm a big dick if I didn't. Oh, have you want your fupa gun? I, I see. And he wants to. Mo- he wants to cut the grass down around the mailbox. <laughs> yeah, there will be more sidewalk <laughs> if you shave back the bushes. You think trimming the pubes the bit? I get it. But uh, what, what else did Leanne say about what Leanne? Mind, what my mind is sitting right here. Let's ask her. What can else? I, can I tell you what I said on stage last night? What? When I die, I'll probably go, I'm going to miss me too. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you take up a lot of space in the room. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you have no idea. But had, since you were on the diet, not so much. I had, I had a comedian one time, Andre Vincent. <laughs> and we were hanging out. We were playing this game called... Uh, there was this guy on the on this tour with us called Tom, and I said, "Let's let's behind his back. Let's see how close we can get to killing him. Like, not let's not kill him, but see if we can get close to killing him." And so we were doing it all day, and we were laughing hysterically because we're like, "Hey, look over the edge, Tom," and he'd be like, "What's over there?" And then someone would go, <laughs> "We thought it was hilarious," and then it kind of imploded, and Tom wasn't very comfortable with the idea that we had been conspiring to kill, to him, kill him. Yeah, that's and that. then and then this one guy, Andre, said, "You know, the problem with you is you cast a really large wake." And he's like, and being around you can be a tad bit exhausting. And I was like, really? Because I can't turn it off. I can't shut my yeah, brain off. But being off. you must be exhausting too. Oh, oh God. See? See what I'm saying? You think, you think people around you got it bad? You huh? have no idea. I've had some spin outs that are pretty bad. A recent one? A very recent what one. Happened? Have you ever done TM? Shh. Oh, I wish I could. You should do it. it what would what help happened you. in your recent spin out? Uh, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to be diplomatic. Secret about this. time. No. Uh, so I was doing a show for Comedy Central, and the the one of the producers is a very successful producer, and I, I think that my story for the show had been um, vetted incorrectly, and and it looked like I was lying. Um, I was in a band in college, 
I kicked out the guitarist, and he formed the band Creed. And wow. So they reached out to Mark Tremonti, and Mark Tremonti, who he was in my fraternity, I gave him his nickname, and he was my band. But I guess the, maybe the way they pitched it to Mark or to this producer who then pitched it to Mark wasn't exactly my words. It was – and so Their the producer, version. The producer called me. He's like, hey, man. Like, he was very bl- blunt. He was like, I don't – you know, I don't – are you lying or something? And I was he like – He quit. And He's I was just like – He quit. Yeah, whatever. He just. I, by the way, Mark Tremonti said he was never in a band, never with another band other than Creed, and never in a fraternity. And I was, and I was like, "Whoa!" I, I thought I was going, and so I started. When when I get accused of lying, it it I hate that. It, you go, I'm not lying. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not lying. It's Don't, one of the things I hate, yeah. or, or helplessness when you can't respond to something. Is yeah, and yeah. I wanted to talk to Mark. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to call Mark, and they go, "No, no, 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 no." I, I think we've you've done enough trouble here already. Oh. And I'm like, "Hold on, I haven't done anything." And then I got really worked up, and I started spinning out. About this, because I was like, I didn't, and then I was getting really bad anxiety. And Mark, you know, what my big button is not being heard. Yeah. Like, like if if I felt like it was because they they're not hearing me, yeah, or they don't believe me, I I that's I go nuts with that. And I spun out really bad. And but Mark was still going to come out and play the show. And so in my head, I was like, well, you know, at least I can go up to him and say, hey, What's do up? you remember me? Yeah. I'm Bert. Like I was the most famous person that graduated college with him. I was the most famous person at that college. Me and Work Done were the most famous people there when I graduated. Work Done. Work Done. He played <laughs> football for the Bucks. Okay. Um, and and then Mark pulled out, and I started spitting out again. And I was like, you know what? We'll get my other guitarist. You need to John. get a hold of him. Well, well, it's better now. No, it's not better. It's worse. But I got my other guitarist from the band, John Dacre, who's just some guy in Orlando who still can play guitar. He flew out to play. And then Scott Stapp came out. and he Yeah, sings. I was going to say, let's text Scott. Scott came out, and he played with us. And I got to talk to Scott. And I went, and he goes, so I told him my story. And he was like, yeah, what are you talking about? Mark was totally in a fraternity. I was like, I was like, thank you. And he was like, yeah. And 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 Scott was very kind and generous and was very fun. And he was like, yeah, that, I mean, that That's sounds right. That's why I was going to text him yeah, right now. Scott, he's a good guy, He's man. a great guy. Like, he is a He's the one that had guy. a little tough time there for a second. Mm-hmm. I think he went through some bipolar issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you but, see it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was strange because it came on way later in life, like in the late 30s. It's very strange. It, usually when that happens, it's because people Cause, are- Because when it was happening, I was like, That's drugs. You know, watching yeah. it as an outsider because well, yeah. that shit comes on at twenty, twenty one, twenty two. But, but sometimes, usually, yeah. yeah. But but when it, if you you can have a milder episode younger and the people don't really notice it, and then it gets bad later. If well, you can me- play music for ten years and nobody notices. I know. But, but <laughs> yeah, but medication, Bob, medication, not He's sleeping. Fine now. I know, but sleeping pills, you know, that could trigger it. Oh, sleeping, see, I not get, sleeping. Okay, so. I get, uh, I get this thing called fire and hot. Where um, fire and hot? Yeah, these, we, we've we've uh, we've got a lot of words for whatever. We might need a second podcast yeah. to go into all <laughs> your problems. <laughs> fire and hot. Fire and hot fire is and when hot. Uh, when I it's it's a manic episode. Uh. Yeah, I think I'm not certain, but it might be based off my thyroid. But it that's what my cardiologist said. Please, but I I manic episodes where I am I feel godlike, like everything is like. Is like I can the funniest human being you will ever be around. But maybe that that's moment. true. Do you ever think maybe you, that's true? Hey, hang on. But then when I when I get it's come not off so great it, at home. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. Like picking your kids up at school. Does, or something. Do you ever think to yourself, I figured it out? Like I, those words, like I figured it out. I figured everything out. Because uh, when people are manic, they'll sometimes get this inflated sense of understanding. Pot everything. makes you feel that way, though, right? No, oh, Pot oh, always made me feel yeah. that way. No, pot, like I yeah. figured it out, and then. As soon as I'm trying to explain it, it's gone. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> yeah, pot, if I can't, I can't smoke pot and go on stage because I have brilliant jokes, but they just come in paragraph form. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys need to get in here to figure this one out. But it's good. No, I. Uh, and then when I come off of it, I get physically ill, like physically violently ill. Like, how, how do you throw up? Yeah, throw. How up. do you launch into one? I don't know. I can't figure it out. But Are you I drinking? W- w- no, not not even really. Sometimes it's a lot of times I feel like it happens um, periodically, like a period. No, no, like uh, like it'll be like blood sugar induced almost. Like blood uh, was mentioned. Like uh, like is it, it monthly? No, no, it's it hasn't happened in a little while. How long's a little while? The last one I had, I want to say, was when your dad was in town and I was in Utah. Was that the last one? And what was happening the week leading up to that? Are you uh, traveling a lot? What was happening the week leading up to that? <laughs> I was the jump- vodka. I was jumping off cliffs. I was repelling. why? Because I had this sh- show on Travel Channel where I did dangerous. Sh- I did. Well, that's see- why you got manic. Well, yes, that's it. It so, hasn't happened since the yeah. show stopped. I when I yeah, that would invoke. Manic oh, that show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? It, you know what inspires it? The fear. Yeah. you're going against nature. I would do. You're three not supposed to jump off of cliffs. Bucket list adventures in ten hours yeah. every day. Every day for two weeks, and okay. then I get a week off. Let's wrap up with the bear, because that was one of them, right? No, that was the first show. That was when that I fought a bear one time, and they. <laughs> I uh, heard about this. Yeah, and they brought they brought him out, and they were like, "You did not hear about this." Yeah, I did. What What's the punchline? I don't know what the punchline. Okay, line go is, tell but them. I've heard that... I heard that you fought a bear. Okay, yeah, well, tell them what happened. So I, I'm young. I bring Leanne. I brought Leanne with me. I wanted to impress. That's her. how you met, right? Early well, first, just we, met or something. We just met. Yeah, and I said, you know, I wanted to. I wanted to. See me at work. And they're like, today you're fighting a bear. I used to take dangerous men's jobs. They're like, today you're fighting a bear. I was like, whose job is that? And they're like, yours today. (laughs) So I show up, and it's a nine-foot grizzly bear. And in order to meet him, they're like, take these, and they give me five marshmallows. They go, when the bear's not looking, put a marshmallow in your mouth. Then show the bear the marshmallow, like, haw. What? And allow him to take it out of your mouth with his mouth. This way he'll trust you. And I was like, Fuck that! <laughs> I go. Whose idea is this? The Bears? And they're like, "This is how we do it." Am I? This dude. This is almost before reality television existed. So my crew's like, "Do it!" They're like, "This is going to be great TV." So I put a marshmallow in my mouth. I walk in front of the bear like a hooker. Like, Arr. the bear lights up just Arr, and rushes me, and lips go ear to ear practically, and he tongues it out of my mouth. I am making out with a homeless person five times in a row because. He had done bears don't brush your teeth. I'm just getting manhandled by this wow. bear. So then I get done. The and you're goes, watching this again. Yeah. Were, were you scared yeah. at that point? Uh, no, I was. I grew up on a farm. Oh. Did it have yeah. teeth? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it had its claws. So he goes, "All right, we're ready." I go, I, I, "I haven't learned anything." And he goes, "No, you've learned the most important lesson." I go, "What's that?" And he goes, "The bear likes marshmallows." I go, "What's that mean?" And he goes, "If you're in trouble, just yell marshmallow, and the bear will hear that. He'll back off, but we'll hear it. We'll know you're in trouble. We'll get you out." Hi, I'm confused right now. So if I go if marshmallow, the bear will go, oh, he's doing his marshmallow trick. Where's but the marshmallows? They'll hear it, and they'll know I'm in trouble. And they'll so bring the marshmallows That's out. my safe word. Uh-huh. So they all of a sudden, the bear just rushes me, grabs me by both ears. I, I, I don't tell this much in the joke, but these small details matter to me. The first thought I had was, I wonder if I'm allergic to bears. <laughs> like, <laughs> what if I have an asthma attack? I didn't bring an inhaler. And the second thought is, I was like, oh, my God, he still has his claws in. 
Like, I felt his claws, and he put both hands on my ears and literally lifted me off the ground and just started ragdolling me. I felt like a car accident. I've never felt more helpless in my life, and I'm just going, marshmallow, marshmallow, but no one can hear me because there's a nine-foot grizzly bear going, everyone's loving it, laughing, yeah, and all of a sudden, he spins me around. The bear spins me around, and I, I swear to you all my children, he put one nail in my belt loop and spun me around. It just caught, spun me around, grabs me doggy style, and starts grinding on my ass. (laughs) Everyone's laughing, hysterical. I'm like, fucking marshmallow, marshmallow, get me out of here, marshmallow. The trainer is not laughing. He gets in our eye line and starts going, go limp, go limp, go limp. I'm like, please be talking to me right now, (laughs) not the bear. (laughs) There's a bear cock climbing up my jeans, about to split center seam. So I go limp. Now it looks like I'm getting date raped by a bear. Just, (laughs) I slide out of his paws, and he sits on my face. And that's the last thing I remember because I, I, pla- I, I blacked out because I, I had bear balls in my mouth and my nose. Oh. Leanne grabs a marshmallow. She's not afraid of big animals. Grabs a marshmallow, puts it in her mouth, goes to my feet, goes, oh. the bear takes his balls out of my mouth, goes over to Leanne, takes the marshmallow from Leanne. They take the bear one way, Leanne the other way, and they pull me under a tree. Tim Scott was my producer. Pulls me under a tree. He's like a, a guy from Minnesota. A really just a salt of the earth Midwest. Very like dry. And he kind of, he still had a flat top. He was a TV producer. <laughs> and I wake up. I'm like, what happened? And he's like, oh, oh you got raped in teabag by a bear. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be good he's ratings. Like, that chick saved your life. And I was like, and Leanne came over. She's like, are you okay? <laughs> and I looked at her, and that's when I knew I'd never do that for her. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're going to marry her. <laughs> but, but I'll marry her. <laughs> All right, everybody. Bert, thank you. Thank uh, you. Where should we look for you? Just go to Bert, Bert, Bert. No, and, uh, where, where is he going to go to treatment? we got to get him there tonight. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> Backpack. He's, 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 we got him distracted with a bear story. You know, we're like, we'll be fine. Just get him in the car, Bob. Just get him in the car. All right, all right. Just a Come bunch on, of guys buddy. that just love the heck out of you. <laughs> So uh, remember the National Assessment Foundation, 888-494-9186. Don't forget those guys and also our friends at Bergamot. Uh, click through at the Bergamot banner. Uh, Leanne, thank you for very uh, accompanying Bert here. We appreciate it. Uh, comments and emails, go to doctor.com. How about slash being contact. married to him and putting up with all that? Amen, brother. Amen. Let's oh, say that of any wife, to be fair. Uh, There's uh, heroes of comedy. When you go sign up for the contact list, we can get your emails and hopefully respond to here on the show. When I die, she's going to go, Oh, click on the Amazon banner. Now it's me time. I get $2 million. I'm set. At doctor.com, click on the Amazon banner. She's going to be your more sad needs. about the taxes she has to pay on that. We need your support. Don't you forget. get a whole trust thing going. Get your comments at iTunes and the five-star ratings. Subscribe LegalZoom.com there. LegalZoom.com to get your trust in order. Yeah, that's for him. Right? Before next bear takes him out. Uh, Bergamot, we appreciate those guys, and uh, do, we do appreciate the uh, products that support the show so we keep this going. Go to the website, check out the new products at bergamotna.com. Buy one, get one free. And, uh, he doesn't promote his vodka brand. You got a Tito's? No, I just, they're just sending it to me. It is good vodka. It's anything, 60, anything 60 calories. Anything we need? Sponsor the podcast. Uh, they, they already asked to, and they said no, but they'd sponsor any, uh, any like, uh, charity. Uh, <laughs> find me on find me on tour. I'm on tour. I'm yeah, doing the Bird, machine Bird, tour. Got all the... Go to Bird, Bird, Bird. All my tour yeah. dates are there. Go to my Facebook page, my Twitter. You'll find Where it. Maybe I should go do Rogan. LA? I'll go do Rogan with you. They'll give me a reason yeah. to go do his pod. I'll do your pod. Of Where course. in LA? What? You'll be on Conan. Oh, January 24th. I'll be on Conan January 24th. Okay, He's tall. And uh, let's see. There was something else. Where's uh, the uh, the podcast? One of the at... strangest things on earth. Yeah. Watching Conan O'Brien play guitar with Jack White. 
they're like, like oh, there's, there's like two feet difference. <laughs> yeah, he is a large dude. No, but they played in Nashville. I was down there. He's literally two feet taller than Jack He's White. He's like six, six. Really? It's yeah. crazy. All right, you guys. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Peace. Sometimes my heart don't listen to me I know I'm not blind but it's hard to see It's alright, it's alright, oh, it's alright, it's alright.